Hey good people, this is Sharika, EB, and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up. What's good, Kickback family? I don't know where you're at right now, but if you are listening, you probably are hearing us just like you heard the smack that went around the world because that smack is still ringing probably in the ears of what some would consider the victim and some would consider just the person who was deserving of an open hand across his, I don't know how you this individual identifies his or her face. Um, Cause you know, we live in different times where some people identify in different ways. And I, as an individual want to respect that. Um, but what I will do is turn it over. I don't have a song for y'all today, but I will turn it over to Sharika and Sabrina for them to give you their temp check. And then I'll let you know how I'm feeling before we dive into what we're talking about today. My temp is, uh, it is, I'm, I'm a 68, not, not, um, not for anything bad, you know, I'm doing well for the most part, but my, I am a little sad. I was hype about the smack, but lately I've been feeling a little bad about it. So now that brought my little temp down, but I was, I had a song for you guys, but I'm ashamed to share it. So I might just skip my song. <laughs> And let Sabrina talk about how she's doing. Because I don't want y'all to judge me. Go ahead, Sabrina. This is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> I will give you guys a hint. Sharika's song is the title of our episode. And we are not affiliated with the rest of the lyrics or <laughs> the artist who came up <laughs> with it. But the title is just so fitting. So I feel you, Sharika. I'm I will say, I I song i just hear people say the part of the song and i hear them getting hype about it so i was like oh that's definitely fitting but then i went to look at the words just now and i said oh no 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 so that's so yeah check the the title of this episode Mm -hmm. uh i'm feeling sleepy because do you guys ever take after work naps probably not eb stays busy no i definitely do Oh, you do? I took one today. Ah, nice. It's the best thing. I know some people aren't nappers, but I am like, I can do a 10, 15 minute, 20 hour, anything. So Doug got home. I was talking to him on the couch. Next thing I woke up and I'm like, dang, I got to get going. So I'm feeling a little bit tired, but I'm also feeling a little well, well, well. If well, well, well was a feeling, if well, well, well was a temperature, it's sunny and 75, it's great, but it's also well, well, well. Y'all know what it means, and that's how I'm feeling. (laughs) There is a song uh, by John Lennon, and its title is Well, 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 and that's not my vibe. That's (laughs) that's not the vibe I'm going for. I'm going for the other, mm, well, 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 mm, with a little... You know, second of the teeth. That's it for me. What do you got, Evie? I would say I am at a cool 86. Just like, and I say 86 because I feel like if there was a such thing as a perfect weather, it'll probably range anywhere between like that 84 and 90 for me. Um, With a light wind breeze at the time or whatnot. Not too, like, like, not a fast wind breeze, but probably like a two to three mile per hour. Like a little cloudy, but the sun is present. Where you can like this is 
this is good weather for me. So that's how I'm feeling and feeling better than, as some would say, better than most. Or at least in this case, better than Chris. <laughs> Lordy, Lordy. Before we jump into it, uh, you know, maybe the people might want a little update. I do. How is the God baby, EB? The God baby is great. She is a bundle of joy. Um, she'll hit you with a cool little me mug here <laughs> and there. Um, for you to entertain her at times, you got to. I don't know, at least for me, other people are different, but for me to entertain her, I just got to throw up in the air a few times, make it seem like she's about to fake drop her or whatnot. Oh, and then she gives a, a beauty, a beautiful little smile. Um, others have to, like her mom has to feed her. Um, some has to play games or sing silly songs, but I don't have that talent as some would have to sing songs. I don't have that in me. So for, for me, it's just a little sports, but no, she is doing well. I was excited to be with her. And I think I get to see her twice by the time y'all hear this twice next month in the month of May. So I'm excited about that as well. I'm happy for you, Evie. Just your little joy last week talking about it. I said, we got to follow up and hear that the God baby is doing well. So I'm glad that she's doing well. Now on to other things. So the Oscars were Sunday night. I watch the Oscars. Normally, I don't think I really watch them. I don't really watch a lot of uh, award shows these days, but I watched one maybe a year or two ago, and then I caught up on the Oscars uh, this Sunday. And I I really only watched the Oscars because Kev on stage, you know, my friend, he was hosting the red carpet and I was watching his his reels and he was like, oh, swipe up, you know, to watch it. And I was like, you know what? I have no other plans this evening. Let's just see what's going on at the Oscars. So I did watch the Oscars. Did you guys watch the Oscars? Nah. Watch like clips of it here and there, but watch the show. I can't remember the last time I watched the Oscars. Oh, I'm lying. It was probably like eight or nine years ago. And that's when I was living alone and I dressed up like I was <laughs> on the red carpet Aww. and I popped popcorn and I was just very much into it. Uh, do you guys remember when the Oscars were like hashtag Oscars so white? Do y'all remember that whole thing? Yes, yes I do. Yes, we do. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even have to like hop on the bandwagon because I had been hopped off and I'm very much <laughs> into film and stuff, but I just... I don't know why. Just the same thing with the Grammys. I think, unfortunately, our like instant gratification culture and the fact that we can just watch the highlights later has spoiled it. I, mm. What I have consistently done over the years is pull up the winners list like the next day mm. or something like that. Same thing with the Grammys. Oh, I know. I love the Tonys. <laughs> so, Tonys and it, sometimes the Emmys, I'm a little bit more, but Tonys, I'm like all about that. Like I want to watch it live, but Dang it, I should have watched it this year. Song's in. So I did watch, I came in like probably nine, 10 minutes late to the show. So I did miss Beyonce's performance. I did go back and watch <laughs> Beyonce's performance. <laughs> it was, it was, it was cute. The song wasn't my fave, but this, this, the performance was nice. 
she gave me Toby vibes, like the the like the having everything in that one color. The dancers gave me a lot of Toby. We talked about him before on this uh, podcast. So uh, that that vibe of her performance gave me like something very similar to what he does. He does a different color. He does like a mint green, but the even the way the dancers were moving at one point gave me a lot of his that vibe. Did you so, see Little Blue? I, I did see. Oh, I did see. So cute. Beyonce's such a force. I think I've said this before, but she's one of, well, probably like three different things I've seen in my life where I literally felt like I needed to pray and I did pray afterwards because I was so moved. Like she's so good. It's like quality, quality. She's a quality performer, entertainer, top notch. And I'm like, God, I can't believe you blessed us with Beyonce. Thank you. And God protect Beyonce. I wish I was kidding, Sharika, but I'm really not. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's so Man. good. She, she is very good. I, I used to love, I mean, I still like Beyonce a lot. I used to really be a really big Beyonce fan. Nothing, nothing that she has done that's changed my mind. I just feel like maybe I'm in a different place with Beyonce. Still like her a lot. Still would definitely go see her in concert again. She was excellent. I don't know, but I just, I'm not a part of the hive. I'm hive adjacent, I think. Love it. Very good. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily like every song or album, but when mm-hmm. you see someone at the top of their game, it's kind of like me when I watch, what was that thing we watched about Michael Jordan about six? Oh, yeah. What was it called, EB? The Last Dance. The yeah. Last Dance. Like seeing that, I had that same feeling like just respect. Like you're in awe because you know you're seeing someone who is at the top of their game. Even if I'm not like a biggest basketball fan, like there's just so much respect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, girl, you're so good. I, I agree. I like the colors. It was very tennis vibes, which was, yep. was for, have y'all seen King Richard? I haven't. I haven't seen it. Likewise, I haven't seen it yet. So I didn't really, I couldn't really place, when it comes to like a song being nominated for a movie, I always want to know the movie it's associated with so I can kind of try to place the vibe and determine how they uh, try to get the winner. I can't, I love Beyonce, but I couldn't believe Encanto didn't win for Bruno or the Two Butterflies song. Yeah, the Bruno... Yeah, Bruno, to me, I can see why I didn't win. But that other one, I don't even know what they be saying, but that song is beautiful. Girl, it is. All right, sorry for the side note, but it is about two caterpillars and how they have to grow apart to come back together. I don't want to start crying. And you know how in the movie, the granddaughter and her grandmother, they had all this turmoil and they really like, by come apart, I think that's more of a metaphor for like sometimes conflict is the thing that's going to drive you to a better resolution, like a better place than you ever could have been before. And when she told her grandma, listen, grandma, you're the issue. And that mm. house fell down and then they came apart and they came together as butterflies like, ah, that song is so beautiful. Yeah, that I was I was sure Linwell was going to become an EGOT. They keep, you know, they keep doing this to him, teasing him. All he needs is that that oh but they're like nah billy and i listened to that billy song no shade but it wasn't for me i liked it i was gonna say i liked it better than the beyonce song 
Now, and 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 I'll say this is probably why I liked it. I because of the James, it felt very authentic to the James Bond brand. And I'm not a huge James Bond person, but my husband is. He watches, he can watch them all the like he will watch them all the time. And sometimes I just be present in the room. I don't know if I've ever made it through a whole one, but I've seen a, a little, a lot of a, a little bit of a lot of them. And that style is very on brand with their with the theme songs for the James Bond mu uh, movies. So I actually liked I liked it, and I liked it a lot better than the Beyonce song. But I think it's because I just watched more James Bond stuff, so it felt familiar. It did feel familiar, and I think that's why I was hoping they would choose something else. Because mm. I was like, I close my eyes. This could be Adele. This could really be anyone. Mm. But that little two butterflies song. I'm sorry, but I love it so much. It is. It is a beautiful. Like I said, I didn't even know what the words. I didn't even know the meaning. But just the the musicality of the song was. Just, it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So as a show, I actually really liked the show of the Oscars, the whole thing. I thought it was well done. I liked, um, I, I heard that Will Packer's um, the vision was to make it about the movies again. And I think he really did that. I liked how he celebrated um, the Godfather um, 50th anniversary the James Bond 60th anniversary. And I mean, uh, so he had for the James, I mean, for Godfather, he had Al Pacino, the Robert De Niro and the other old man, man, Al Pacino is he old. They was out there looking very old. I was like, wow. <laughs> I hope I get the opportunity to look that old. Girl, like at that's doorstep. I'm like, whoa. I was feeling awkward because I'm like, is he, because Al Pacino looked like, is he going to be able to stand up there as long as this man is talking? Listen, so anyway, but, even if you can't stand, it doesn't stop you because I saw they had um, my girl out there in the wheelchair. Oh, and yes. I was like, amen. Liz, Liz, um, right? Is it Liz? Liza. L Liza. 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 Yeah. yeah, she was looking rough. I, I guess Liza, she's not coming for the team. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You don't have to be sorry, friend. I'm just I should be. You. I'm shamed. Sorry, guys. I be Listen, that's your, that is your. Uh, that's that is how you digested it, and you have every right to share. I, know, I was I surprised. You can't say I nothing these days. Well, and you can. I'm teasing you, but I was. No, I know. See her condition because I didn't realize. I don't know what I've missed. I just think of her as like Broadway theater. When I saw her in the wheelchair, I was like, oh, what. What's been transpiring over there with uh, my girl? When is she? Be I thought the same thing. I was like, I just used to used to seeing her spry and up on her feet, dancing and moving around and being, you know, sassy. I was surprised too. Had either of you heard of Will Packer? Because one of the big points of discussion was that this was the first Oscars where an all black production team was running things. So I was like, okay, well, this is very exciting because, you know, we kind of alluded to the whole Oscar so white thing, but we just know like, while black people may be or may not be, I need to recheck my stats, but like 13% of the population, we don't represent 13% of that industry or, mm -hmm. you know, we're, well, we're not put to the forefront of it. So I loved hearing that, you know, 
we were running the show. It's unfortunate of all shows to be running that what happened had happened, but <laughs> had either of you heard of Will Packer before that? It seems like something Evie would be aware of, someone. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. So like just outside of the movies that he's played a part, part in as far as producing, I think one of the first times I really gravitated to who he was, was it was during um, a Black History Month a couple of years back. And I want to say a couple, probably it was like more like eight or nine, um, but 2014, 15 area when The Breakfast Club was highlighting um, Black producers in that space. And they had him on in an interview. And from that, the only reason, I guess he gravitated to me because Charlemagne has this little running catch line of all um, the world's craziest people come from all of Florida and all of the Bronx or something along those lines because of just the countless crazy stories that come out of Florida. And during that time, he highlighted Will Packer of saying, this is probably one of the most genuine, humble, low-key, laid-back people out of a state that I wouldn't expect this quality from, like being who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, him being from Florida, him literally, for us three, growing up right across the bridge from us in St. Pete, from where we reside and where we usually record at in Tampa. Um, and then him going to an HBCU um, and FAMU. So I would say that's the, the way that I heard about him. But like, you know, it's not like I'm sitting here like watching every move he make or all the movies he made or produce. Like I, I kept tabs on him. But when you think of some of the stuff that he did, like the about last night or the ride alongs or the wedding ringer, like after a while, you start to get a gravitation of who he is. I think straight out of Compton was a big deal for him because he was, you mm. know, part of that as well. So it's some movies that you're just like, oh, snap. I think I want to say Girls Trip, but if I'm yes. wrong. Y'all please correct me. Okay. Think like a man too. Um, But it's a whole bunch of like movies that he made that has shifted in some ways, shifted the culture forward when it comes to that space of um, creativity and of production and movies and films and stuff like that. And watching the people that he cast, whether it's the home runners of the north, I say the normal, but like the people who you expect to be in certain spaces and then the people who kind of got their big break from some of his films of like, oh snap, this person can really act. Oh, oh snap, I saw this comedian in this movie and this is a new side of them. And in that moment, I'm talking about like a Kevin Hart in the movie that he's done with them or whatnot. And so, yes, that's how I kind of gravitated towards him or knew who he was. And then when I heard that he was, I guess, producing the Oscars, I was just like, oh, that's dope. But I'm also at a place in my life where I'm tired of hearing the first black mm-hmm. ex. Like, I feel like we should have been past that. Now, I'm not discrediting that. I'm not saying that this is terrible or I don't care for it. But it's like, this this is still a thing. And this is the world that we live in. But yeah. Yeah, I've heard of him before. I've heard of him, you know, where people reference him. But I didn't really, I just looked up the movies and I didn't realize that he, I didn't know, I couldn't have told you which ones that, but I have seen a couple of, these movies that he did and I have people heard people talk about him and reference him so I was familiar with his name other things that I thought was great about the show I liked the musical numbers for them most of them were really good I liked I liked that he had like a celebrity band I don't know if they always do that or not because like I said it's been a while so I like they had a like a celebrity band they had like two bands like a couple bands but a lot of the musicians were from other bands like they had Kevin Jonas in there they had um Travis Barker they had um he played in um Sheila E so they had a lot of different celebrities uh 
participating in a little stage band. So I thought that was nice too. And the other highlight um, that I enjoyed, um, I, I just I thought it was I thought it was a well produced show. Uh, they also had uh, in the orchestra. It was led by um, the. The com not commander. What's the guy with the baton? What's conductor. that? Conductor. I'm like director, commander. I knew neither one was right, but yes, the conductor was a, a black gentleman, and then and they also highlighted another black gentleman down when they showed the orchestra. I don't know what, I don't know what that other guy, but he maybe he was a producer of the music or whatever. But so that was um, part of what made up the celebration of the Oscars. Now on to the shenanigans. So everyone I'm sure has seen the video. Everyone has heard the smack. Everyone has heard the expletives that were yelled. Um, it, and it was wild and it was crazy. Um, I'll, uh, I'll say my, I'll start because I watched it live. So I'll tell you what I, the way I viewed it. So Chris Rock said what he said. I was like, mm, I didn't really care for the joke, but I'm also not, a, I don't like roasting. I don't like coming from people like that. So that's really never my thing. And then, um, so then when you're watching it live, what happens? So you see them pan to Will Smith and Jada. Jada's looking like, please, really? Will's like, ha, 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 chuckle. Then all of a sudden you see Will Smith start walking on stage. All of a sudden the, the TV just freezes. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, Chris Rock, they messed up the thing. So then after that, you see it like kind of like it's coming back, but it's like shaky a little. And then you see like Will Smith like swing, but it doesn't look like, I thought it was a fake hit. I didn't think it was a real hit. And then all of a sudden you see it freeze again. Then he go next minute, he's going back to his seat. And then he's yelling his, his what he yelled from his seat, but it's muted. So you, you basically just reading his lips, but it was very clear what he said. And then it was like, okay, that was it. So I was like, is this a joke? Is this what's going on? It seemed like fake to me, but then Will really kind of looked mad. So I really didn't know what to take for it. I thought it was fake for the longest time until I just went online and people were sending the real, the what happened from other countries. People were commenting on it. And I'm like, oh, that was real. So that was what I, my first um, experience. Uh, EB, what was your first experience or how you, how did you experience the moment or hear about it? Yeah. So I was with the group of people who was watching the Oscars. I just wasn't watching the Oscars and it was similar to you. Um, of course, because of television and technology, it was probably anywhere between eight to 10 sessions of rewind this, rewind that, rewind this until someone came across, um, a the clip i guess you could say the uncensored version of the clip like the full thing off of twitter and then i was like oh i still think it's scripted i still think it's fake that's what i was saying in, in that moment and i was just like ain't no way hell it's real like this is wild and me being who i am i'm just like or me i don't say me being who i am me being who i am in the context of someone who enjoys comedy i was like it's either two things have happened here Either the joke definitely did not connect or it didn't land, right? Because some people have the mindset of um, the joke isn't funny if everyone isn't laughing or they have some inside beef or it's scripted. I know I said two things, but that, that was a three for me. So after watching it over and over again, I'm like, 
this is crazy. Then similar to how you said it of Will laughing and Jada eye roll, I was like, she must have tapped him and told him something like either the look and he understood it or it was don't come home with me tonight. Something along those lines. It was like in a way of that harsh of, you know how I feel about this. But then now looking, yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that because I don't know where else the conversation will go today. So I'll leave some of my comments reserved. All right, Sabrina, how did you experience it? How did you first hear about it? You said you weren't watching live. So how did you first come across this? Well, as a prequel, as many of you know, I grew up in the age where people had house phones and my mother had certain rules. Don't you dare answer the phone after nine. Don't think about calling nobody after nine. So I sleep with my phone on airplane mode and I go to bed very early. It's wild to me that our society has this expectation like, hey, if you hit me up at 11, I'm fully waiting for a response. It's like, no, I'm with my family or I'm sleeping. So I took my phone off airplane mode in the morning and I saw like all these texts. And honestly, I was afraid. I thought something terrible happened. I clicked my little text thing and I see they're all from the kickback. Lordy, Lordy, Evie done sent us a thing. Evie is always sharing something. And sometimes I'm afraid because sometimes it'll be something violent or not always. I take that back. Like maybe like two times it was something intense. And that was during the height of the pandemic and Black Lives Matter. And honestly, some of those people deserve those a whoopings. But anyway, I see this thing. Will Smith smacks Chris. And I'm like, OK, this is probably a joke. And then after I read everything they tell me, I hit up Google, I hit up Twitter, and I could tell it was real from the beginning. And I was, I immediately felt very strongly some type of way. And I won't say which way, because I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, per usual, EB and Sharika let me know what's going on in the world. I will say this time it was not EB, it was definitely me. Oh, it was you? It was me. And I knew you would be sleeping. And I know you put your phone on airplane mode, but I was like, I got to get this off. So when she wake up in the morning, <laughs> she already know what it is. Because I already know you go to bed early. I know you don't be on the phones at late hours. But, you know, sometimes when it's juicy, we just got to drop it in the group chat so we can be discussed at a later moment. Oh, it's but, yeah. fine. It's totally <laughs> fine. And some there are those rare occasions that I'm up texting Shriek at 1030 about our show. Side note, shout out to Sweet Magnolia. Season two is very <laughs> juicy, you guys. So good. And if you guys want us to, me and Shriek had talked about having a side bonus podcast where we just talk about each episode. But yeah, sorry, Shriek, I didn't realize it was you. It was just, I saw it in the kickback and my brain just, you know, I'm so used to EB dropping the golden nuggets. I know I didn't want EB to get blamed this one time because it really <laughs> normally it's EB, but this is the one time it was my it was my fault. So there's so many like there's so many thoughts that have been swirling around this whole thing. Um, I'll just start with this one so we can get it out of the way. So when we move on with the commentary. People already have this in their mind. Do you, EB, I'll go to you. Do you think it was justified, the slap from Will to Chris? At the time, from the information that I know, and I say the information that I know, or the information that has been released, I would say no, because there's a time and place for all types of conduct. As far as a conversation or touching him off camera, then by all means, do whatever you want to do. And I say whatever you want to do. Like, we see people get hit for nothing. So... I'm not going to like, it's not like 
it hasn't happened. We see whether it be sports, like athletes who like you said something to me, this happened or fans hitting each other. Like it's all types of stuff. So violence that we all know is not the answer or I don't innocence condone it. Um, and I'm saying I don't condone it because you figure out what you have to do for yourself as far as protecting you and yours or handling your business or your affairs how you want to. So for me, I would say in that moment, in that setting, in that realm, absolutely not uncalled for. Sabrina, how about you? Hell no. And they Simple can run tell that. <laughs> Simple and to the point. Okay. Me. I do not feel like it was warranted or justified. Based on what Chris Rock said, I did not feel that him being smacked was justified or warranted. On the other hand, do I think violence is, do I say violence is never the answer? That's not my testimony. I don't think you should go around hitting people. I don't think people should come to work or go to do something professional and expect to be smacked or hit or assaulted in any way. People should not hit, but sometimes I don't have a problem with somebody being hit or smacked or punched, honestly, but not in all situations. I feel like it has to be something egregious, but as Sabrina always says, when you, when you introduce violence, you, you cannot, determine how it will turn out so I don't think that is always the route but sometimes I can see why people get smacked I can see why people get punched I can see why people get hit um I don't think it's always the right thing to do but I can understand why it happens but in this case I did not feel like what he said was justified or justified a a a, a violent act especially as Evie said I don't think I don't think it should have happened in that time and place. That man shouldn't have got out of his seat to, to storm the stage. Now, if he would have stood up from his seat to yell something, okay, I can understand that. But going on the stage, hitting that man, I um, don't think it was warranted. I can't even understand him yelling from his seat, to be honest. <laughs> I just... I mean, if you don't like what it was said, like, I feel like it people have the right to say something back. So, I mean, if he didn't like it, I can see him being like, it ain't funny or keep my wife's name out of your mouth or I'll see you later or something. Like, if you don't like what was being said, I can see, I, I feel like you have to, you can say something back if you want to, if it was that serious to you. I probably wouldn't have done that. I feel like if it was me, but it's not me, I would have met him at the back of that stage. As soon as he walked off, he'd have been seeing me. I've been right there waiting for him. That's how I think it should have been handled personally. But if he wanted to yell back because something was, he said something out there and he wanted to say something back, I could, I could see how that could be okay. One of the many golden rules, rules, rules. <laughs> I can't wait till my braces come off. But one of the many golden rules of theater is knowing your audience. And Will Smith knew what he was, where he was. He knows what he was too. Um, this is not the wild, wild west. <laughs> and there have been all types of levels of community. I mean, that's kind of funny because that was a movie he was in. But exactly. honestly, 
And because he wanted to use the fact that he played a character and he's like, oh, I guess I had the same energy energy as King Richard. But one of the thing, things about being a great actor is knowing when the camera is not rolling. That was a very sorry excuse. This is a comedian. He wasn't a host, but he was presenter. That is how the game is played. Sometimes things are out of line. And I think you nailed it, Sharika. If you think something's out of line, you address it accordingly. But my thing is, if we're going to be preaching about a certain type of world we live in, I like to think that I live in a type of community where people aren't just hitting. That's something you learn in kindergarten. You hit someone, you bite someone, you're getting your card pulled. It's going to be a yellow or a red. And when you get home, your mom and dad or dad might hit you. You know, Chris Rock is not his child. He's not training him. Uh, Chris Rock did not threaten violence. Also, Jada is not um, a woman who is incapable of defending herself. You know, I get like people are like, oh, you know, he's protecting da 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 da, protecting her from words. She she didn't need that. I don't need Doug to go go around smacking people because they say something offensive. You know why, Sharika and Eb? Because people are going to say offensive things all the time, and we can only control ourselves. And in that moment, Chris had control. Because Chris mm. took something that was supposed to be your night. First of all, do you know how rare it is that Black people get an Oscar? And you were a favorite. And forever it's going to be tainted by this. And that is not Chris's fault. It is all Will's fault. He let Chris have control. And then when Chris took that, now, okay, Chris took that smack like a, like a G, you know? Yes. He said he made a joke out of it. He remained professional. And I love that, but you know, Will has really tainted his behavior has tainted this. And I would say, yeah, I agree. I would say I don't even think he, Chris was in control. Will let his emotions get the best of him because Chris said what he said, and he could have played that off. Like it wasn't even to to me. It wasn't even to the degree of it was a stupid joke. It could it could be seen as insensitive, but it wasn't it wasn't like so disparaging that you know you know he insulted her you know as a woman as a, uh, her intelligence or anything it wasn't that it was insensitive I think at most disparaging I don't even think it was disparaging so I don't even feel like I feel it was stupid and insensitive. Will took it to the way above the level that it was supposed to be. Um, and I do understand that, you know, his, uh, Jada has alopecia. I understand that it's a, it, you know, when, as for anybody, anybody, your parents, some people care a lot about their parents. Some people don't care as much. But um, when things are happening, I can understand when things are happening to your body that you cannot fix, that you cannot change. And that feeling of power powerlessness and that feeling of sometimes even being betrayed by your own body is it, very tough. It can be very emotional. It can be very difficult. I was speaking to someone about, about something similar to that happened to them and they got emotional about it even though this happened to them years ago so I understand that it can be a very painful subject and 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 it can be a very emotional situation that she was feeling so I can see why it sparked an emotion from them 
Um, but I don't think it deserved a slap. I mean, if that's the new standard, let let me go back in time and smack some people. Because there are a lot of things that have been said to me and done to me, and they deserve smacks. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the society that we're living in. And, you know, maybe it would have been right if then Earl Will Smith is arrested for assault. Like any of us would be, or loses his job or doesn't get the award. And I don't want that for Will. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed him over the years. But you don't get to have a temper tantrum and then be like, well, whatever. Like for me, it came across entitled because you believe you could go up. If you thought there were going to be serious, if you think he thought he was going to get a charge or something, he would not have gone up there. You did that and then you get an award and you go to parties and you make your little Instagram uh, (laughs) press release, your little apology. But if anything, you just need to, take no I was going to say take a knee but that has such a different meaning now but be silent and humble yourself because what did you tell us last yeah we need to (laughs) no 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 go ahead what did I tell us a couple of episodes ago you talked about the goons because while Chris was a better man if I was Chris afterwards no honestly if I was Chris afterward I probably would have fought on myself because you're not going to get a lick on me I don't care if I'm going to lose I will fight anybody just to show you that listen when you come for Sabrina she's fighting back even if you win you're going to be missing an eye you're going to have a chunk of flesh (laughs) bit it's going to be a dirty fight. I do not care. <laughs> but Chris okay. is a better man than me. Evie, uh, what say you, friend? So for me, I think it comes down to how I kind of started off earlier. Of You know, some people will say it's not a joke if everyone isn't laughing. Um, but that's all, you know, I, I don't know. It's all selective, right? Because in that same vein, it seems like people were laughing until they started to realize what the situation was. And was like, oh, this just cut the air in the room, so to speak. But looking back at it, and you guys can all go look it up, especially those of you that are listening. It seems that Will Smith had this same situation where he was on the Arsenio Hall show picking on someone who had alopecia. Um, Looking back at it, it also seems that Jada released a video. Yes, she talked about her alopecia um, condition, but she also talked about how her hair doesn't define her and how she's going to make the best of it. And I'm going to rock the heck out of this bald head. And she used other words. And one of her daughter, uh, daughter had cut her hair as well to resemble her mother and says like, you know, you don't, that don't define who you are. Like you are great the way that you look, you're great because of what's in the inside of you. So it's interesting to see those, I guess, dynamics on the backside. Now I also say if, they had some other beef stirring and maybe it was already mentioned say, Hey, don't say anything about my wife or keep my, like, you know, it seems it's his tension from his seat seems as though they've had this conversation before, at least for me, that's the way I see it. Um, But then the other part of me is like from 20, I want to say 2016 when Jada said she wouldn't be attending the Oscars and they had those jokes in her message. She was saying how Chris was a friend of hers how everything is cool with them, so to speak. Like she was happy that he was hosting the Oscars. And I know people don't really be friends, even though they use the word loosely in that way. And these people don't really have legit relationships like that, especially in places like Hollywood, where it's all a fairy tale and all 
full of actors who don't be putting their true self forward. Um, it's just mind boggling that something like that can happen. Cause say if it was a person of Caucasian descent, I'm sure someone part of the Oscars security team or some law enforcement officer in LAPD would have been escorting the assailant out. I don't think they would have let it play out. And it continues to show how we as a culture seems to be very, very excited about black on black crime in this country. And I know it's not the same exact subject, but it's funny how for some people, not all, but for some people, it seemed to be like, hey, Will did what he had to do to honor his family or honor himself or not let disrespect come to his name, as he said, some of the stuff protecting his family and his speech. But then other people was calling like Antonio Brown a ridiculous animal for taking off his jersey mid-game and running to the locker room um, after having a disagreement with a coach telling him to play on a broken ankle, so to speak. Um, and just these lovely ways that we are um, selectively outraged by certain issues, I think, is what frustrates me the most about our society today. In that same vein, E.B., I'm curious how you and Sharika feel about the how the Black community was brought into this conversation in general. For myself, I was very frustrated by that because it's often when something negative happens that the conversation steers towards, well, how does this reflect on the Black community? F. Will Smith. He does not represent, Sabrina was at home. Sabrina was snuggling next to her man. I didn't smack anybody. And I have showed so much self-restraint in my life. I can think of maybe twice, once in my old job here and once in eighth grade that I have yelled somebody down. And that really took a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how the world views me. So a lot of times I can't even have Evie or one of you were alluding to like, oh, Evie said like, you know, in Hollywood, they kind of mask their emotions or sometimes their true selves and whatever. Sometimes I mask things or like water things down because I already know how people are viewing me as a black woman. So when these things happen, I heard a lot of conversation like, oh no, now little black boys, when they watch Will Smith, they're gonna do it. And Jaden said, and that's how we do it. So they're gonna feel about violence. First of all, little black boys aren't the only one watching Aladdin and all of his movies. Second of all, how come the conversation isn't, wow, look at how gracious the black community can handle things. Because Chris handled that very graciously. We're not talking about that part. It's just like, oh, they're so violent and now they'll never be able to produce Oscars again. And I'm hearing that from both sides of the fence. So have you guys heard any of that kind of chatter and how does it make you feel? I definitely have heard that. And I just feel like it's so unfair because it's like people of all kind of, and, and mainly, you know, Caucasian descent, they can act how ever they want to people can come on shows drunk people can grab people people can kiss people without their consent as was done to i believe it was rihanna people can do all kinds of things and it doesn't reflect on the whole you know race or community but if it happens to black people especially and i think it's alluded to what um you were saying because it's like we're just making neb was saying too we're just making strides we're just being quote unquote, let in. And now, you know, now we're acting the fool is which is what people act like that it's happening, but that is definitely not happening. Um, and I, I, I feel like it's unfair that everyone puts the black community on whoever 
the specific black person at the time is acting up. Don't nobody put the all the black community on the black man or woman who are doing great things. They ain't trying to celebrate the black community and say, look at the black community. This woman is doing this. This man is doing that. But if it's something negative, all of a sudden that's a reflection on all of the black community. And so I don't like the double standard and I and I think it's unfair. Again, we live in a culture who is selective about outrage and people love negative storylines. They love negative, they, they like the outbursts of, I guess you could say chaos because in the minds of many and in the minds of mainstream media, that is how, at least, and I'm saying that is how, what we saw from Will Smith, so to speak, so to speak is how they perceive people of African descent to respond to situations they don't fully agree with. Like we see it, we seen it that night. And yes, that's like a one-off. Nothing like that has ever happened for black people. But we also see it where before law enforcement get to people and they're like, hey, let me see your license and let me see your registration. Hey, what are you moving for? What are you doing for? And like, what? Like you just asked me for articles of information and I'm trying to hand that over. Well, don't move so fast. Don't move too quick. Don't, why are you, why are you nervous? because I'm dealing with somebody who is known in his profession to kill people who look like me. Why wouldn't I be nervous? You know, or why can't you make eye contact? So they already have this preconceived notions that black people are aggressive. So it's just easier to label people as a whole or that what some would consider that shotgun approach that I'm just going to cast my net out or shoot a gun. And this is just going to hit everybody in this area. Like it's just one black person did it. So all black people did it. And it's the same thing we've seen through like slavery, right? The little, the one drop rule, you had any little ounce of you that had some form of African descent, you were considered colored. Like you, now you all in the fields or you in the house, if you were, I guess, a lighter skin, but still considered colored. Like, and that's just the way that history has continued to be that way. And I also say not my, like us as an us three um, on this podcast, but also as a whole in society is some stuff that we don't highlight and that we should, that we as a people should be highlighting. Like, for example, you hear people talk about the slap, but like, I think you had mentioned it, Sabrina, but like, like, let's talk about the humility or the self-control from Chris Rock. Let's talk about a Tyler Perry and a, a, a Tyler Perry and a Denzel Washington who pulls into the side and have a conversation. And I, don't, I know, will only use that one quote but I, if you watch it like having that i think if i'm not mistaken both of them had both of them being denzel and tyler had their hands on his shoulders like that sense of comfort through someone who's going through this situation and if you would have seen other background scenes you would have seen denzel also had a conversation with chris rock like during that segment of like talking to him from the stage like chris rock is leaning over from the stage and it seems like denzel was saying words to him but it's like in a sense not picking a side talking to both parties involved and saying hey like let's be better or let's do better i don't know what he said to either of them outside of the quote but i'm sure it was some hey there's people who look up to you and the choices or the words that you use it means a lot i also will say boy 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 if anybody who listened to this podcast if you got tickets to chris rock's tour right now i will gladly buy them for you i see <laughs> tickets have dropped from 46 dollars from the bare minimum to the base minimum right now of 340 dollars. and i'm like me when me and daryl was at well i say me and another co-worker well too late now when me and daryl was at the office i was about to say another co-worker when me and daryl was at the office we were saying hey this is a good show to probably go to and i think he had ended up talking about getting some tickets for either the orlando or west palm show but i just wonder what jokes he about to let fly 
because part of me feel like the Oscars will be a part of it because what was done has been done. I don't think they're going to like, hey, let's fight. Let's like let's let's square up the next time we see each other. But like once you commit certain acts, it's kind of like, hey, you got yours. So just know the way that I handle mine is how I choose to handle it. And that's one of the things I sometimes even try to live with for myself is you can say whatever you want, but be cautious of how people like people have the right to respond as they please. And just because we may not agree with their responses, people do what they want. And I think that's what we saw in Will Smith and his actions. But I will say this. Because. Back in the days, people said other words, so I'm not going to say the N word. Well, I will say N word. I just won't say the one that y'all probably thinking of right now. That's that popped in your head. Yeah, you you just said it in your head. And right now you're like, dang, I just thought it. And you're still thinking of it. But you Negroes don't speak for me. You Negroes going to act however y'all going to act. But that is not, a def- I guess I'll say, a reflection of who I am and the standards and the values or the beliefs that I have for myself. And I would say that in good, bad, or indifferent. Um, from individuals like, uh, I'll use sports people because some of y'all are like, what is he talking about? But like a LeBron and a Savannah who've been together since high school and nobody that I can see, I've never seen a story or article on how LeBron has treated his wife or had mistreated her or cheated on her or stepped out of line with her or whatnot. But that like, we don't get those type of labels because y'all like the negativity of stuff. But whether it be good, bad or indifferent, what people in this world do don't mean is for me. It's one person who does that for me and his name is Jesus. I don't need none of y'all speaking for me. I want to go back to something you said, E.B., or actually just to talk a little bit about Jada a little bit. And so I understand, I saw her quote where she talked about her bald head and how she's going to rock it and this and that. And I, and I, I understand that sometimes people portray a sense of confidence and maybe they are confident, but confident in the moment, but that doesn't mean that that's how it's always been for them or that it wasn't a journey to get to that point. Or that doesn't even mean that that's really how they feel. They could just be trying to fake it till they make it. So, but I think the part that was kind of frustrating with Chris Rock's side of what he did was why, why do, why does the, why did Will, why people, I think understand when the comedians joke, you're going to joke about your work or they're going to joke about certain things. But I think, why are you talking about how someone looks, how they're, you know, I think maybe if people talk about if someone's dressed really crazy, but the fact that they were talking about this woman appearance, would would they do, do they do that to other, um, other females of other colors? Do they talk about their parents and how they look? And I think that was kind of the sentiment of why people were who some people who were uh, rallying around Will and celebrating Will is because it's like the black woman's always the butt of the joke. The black woman is always not, I won't say always, but a lot of time is not being defended. They are the one that's doing a lot of defending or standing up for their man. But when it comes time for people to stand up for them, people don't feel that that's always been reciprocated or people always put down the black woman. And I think that was why a lot of people were like, finally, somebody said something, somebody did something, whether it was, and I'm not saying it was right, but I think that was some of the sentiment behind people who were rallying around Will or celebrating Will. And I think that's kind of even what he was saying with the King Richard part. Like, and I think, honestly, I think Will, 
snapped because of everything that he has, him and his family has been put under. Whether it's been warranted or not, yes, they put their business out there. Yes, they open themselves up for criticism, but that doesn't mean it doesn't take a toll on you and people don't get fed up and one day just snap. We see it happening all the time with the bullies in the school, people always bullying somebody, making fun of this person, and one day they snap. Does it make it right that they snap? No, but also people have a threshold of things that they can take. And I feel like Will took a lot of years of frustration out on a one- one, it was just that Chris was the straw that broke the camel's back, in my opinion. And I've heard people reference Will's new book where he says that when he watched his father beat his mother, he felt a, felt a sense of powerlessness. And that in, in his life, he has this theme of feeling weak. And, and I think he was just trying to you know, here's one moment where I'm not just going to take the back seat. Here's one moment where you're not just going to do this and I'm just going to sit here and be weak about it. And maybe some people say what he did was weak, but I just feel like I can, I can acknowledge that people can snap. I can acknowledge feeling like you've taken so much and I can acknowledge like it happens where you act ridiculous and irrational to most people, but people don't understand what you've been going through or what you feel. Not that it's right, but I can understand that part of it. I can understand it, but then there are also consequences. Go ahead and have your snap moment, but get ready for the snap back. And as a black woman, I don't feel like what Will Smith did was defended me in any way. If the people who are holding on to that type of reasoning are going to have to go through all the Oscars jokes over the hundreds of years and then tell me how many women, white, black, et cetera, were made fun of. Everybody, it's a, they're, a, they're comedians. One of you sent something in the group chat and it was somebody saying like, oh, I think Evie said this one, Amanda Seals. And she, was it her who was like, some of you don't deserve comedy. Yeah, we, yeah. we had a whole episode about this when Dave Chappelle was catching heat for making fun of people who are in a transgender lifestyle. You know, and we talk in depth about how how long is the string that comedians have. So if mm-hmm. none of those people are up there smacking Dave, no, I'm not even going to measure it by what those people did. I'm just going to stand by what I said and say what he did was wrong. And if this is not, if there are so many things that need to be fought when it comes to the Black woman, and this was not one of those things. If you were, really want to rally, Will, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. But talking, but comparing somebody first of all gi jane white that was demi moore and guess what she was bald so just like i told you guys in the text if someone made fun of me and be like oh her knees are ashy oh she had an absent biological father all true statements hurtful statements oh she used to have a crooked tooth before the braces hurtful but a true statement i'm not gonna like it but i'm not gonna smack and guess what some of the jokes that someone could crack about those things would be very funny but I'm not going to try to pretend like, oh, you know, you said I was short and you're just coming against Black women. No, because there are really serious things that come against Black women. And this wasn't one of them. She's bald. He compared her to a bald character. Let's move on. And Demi Moore was actually beautiful. Um, I don't know if y'all think she's ugly or something. But no, that was she is. <laughs> like, because you like, and I know some of y'all, y'all don't get these references and that's why I guess Amanda still says comedy ain't for everybody or comedy, y'all don't deserve it. But like, not only are both individuals bald, both individuals are beautiful. Both individuals wear green, which she had on. So it's some stuff that just kind of like, if you ever listen to 
I want to say, well, it's two of them, Andrew Schultz and Dave Chappelle, who say some of these jokes write themselves. Like, it's just mm-hmm. right there in their face. Like, it just happens. But I don't know. For me, as an individual, I think it would have, like, I, I would have loved to know how that conversation, like, again, I, I wish I would have known if they had some inside beef or some background beef mm-hmm. or they had that conversation before. But then again, it's not my business. And I truly don't care. But then the other part of me is, like, as a man, he could have easily handled that behind stage like literally right after he got done he could have just been like they're not calling my award yet or because they he, they kind of know the layout and they know what's coming and what's not but like right when he would have went to the back will could have got up from his seat went to the back and was just like hey don't don't ever do that again bro like i, I let you slide but this is how i feel um don't yeah don't don't do that like find somebody else to play with but if you even if you watch that set from uh who what wanda sykes amy schumer uh, the other name is not Regina clear. Hall. Regina Hall. Like, if you listen to the jokes that they said, because I know we in an era of equality and equity and how everybody is the same and don't put one before above the other. Some of the jokes that those ladies said, if a dude would have got up and smacked one of them, how y'all would have responded? Would it have been the same? Oh, definitely like, I, not. Definitely like, not. you know, it or if it was another female who got up and just dragged her in the middle of it. Like, don't don't talk about me like that. Because I think he went to one of the ladies, um, Amy Schumer, was it Amy Schumer? But one of them went to one of them was like, oh, you're just a seat filler. Oh, oh um, that Amy Schumer did that to, um, how I forget, uh, one of these actors' wives. That's a ho- but no, she's an actor too, and she's in that movie. Yeah, but I don't remember who she, who she was. Like, the name is not clicking right now, but like, you're yeah. talking to a whole actor. Like, what if she would just put, like, because she kind of scooted her out of the way, sat down? Like, you just, she, like, she pulled her hand, she pulled her yeah. out of the seat. Like if she would have if she would have pushed Amy Schumer, everybody would be like, why? She, like I bet it would have been why she acting like that, you know? Or it would have been that was different, or that was weird, or why did she act that way? And it's just so crazy that we've gotten to this place now. If comedy isn't your thing, hey, two thumbs up for you. Stand on Me. what you stand on. Um, that's on you. But I can tell you that from the Kevin Hart's to the Dave Chappelle's to the Andrew Schultz to the Richard Pryor's to the who had his own issues going on to Bill Cosby's like Eddie Murphy's Martin Lawrence. Like, you know, you want to watch something, go watch Def Jam comedy. It's still on Netflix. Go watch that and see the way that comedy is interpreted by a lot of people, especially those of African descent. And I say interpret it because you see the room, you see people laughing, you see the jokes that they letting up. And you'll see how some things are not that big of a deal in certain cultures, but Hey, I was, I'll say their own. So you're right, E.B. And, and and Amanda Seals was right. Comedy ain't for everybody, and it's not. Some of us don't deserve it, and I'll be the one. I like comedy and very, I like it, but I'm not a huge comedy fan. And in like, I'm not a huge fan of roasting. Don't roast me. I, I don't find that funny. I don't want, when I go to like on a little cruise and we've been going to the comedy shows, my husband does, he enjoys comedy. I'd be like, I'll be in the back. Cause I don't want to be seen. I don't want them to think they could ter- turn their jokes on me. Cause I won't be laughing. I'll run out this place crying. Cause I'm sensitive like that. So I already know it ain't for me. The jokes ain't for me. Don't come for me. Don't point me out. Don't, don't even acknowledge. I want to be like, I'm not here. I'll be in the back in the dark corner. Cause I don't want to be seen. So I get that it ain't for everybody. And I can acknowledge it. I, it ain't for me. And so I can sympathize that. Some people, but sometimes 
you just not for it that day. Maybe you just, I mean, I, I understand people get talked about. I understand that that is the culture of the Oscars and this. I guess my question is, is, is the appearance. That's the question that I was talking about. Like, are they often talking about people's appearance? Not their, you know, the little jokes about. Yes, friend. They talk about everything. They talk about people's affairs, people's appearance, people's movies that flopped people's breath, people's, I mean, look at it. everything is up for grabs. It's the Oscars. I saw a lot of talk about how the reason they a lot of times allow the host to kind of, and presenters to kind of go off the cuff is because if you think about it, there's a lot of millionaires, a lot of wealthy and privileged people in the same room and they kind of want to mm-hmm. knock everybody down a peg and make everybody feel like, oh, we're not so haughty, haha, we can laugh at ourselves. But it goes to what some of the comedians have been tweeting and saying. So like now when we do shows, do we have to be worried about who wants to be the next Will Smith and who's going to run up on stage and we have to be filtered? And golly, I hate the term snowflake, but if this is the energy that people are bringing, then I can see where it comes from. Like we can't tell jokes and jokes can be painful and sometimes they're too much. And you guys can go back and listen to that episode because I go more into depth on that. You know, I was, I think I was the one on that episode who was the main one, like, hey, I feel like there is a line, but also be a Sharika and to thy own self be true. If you know you can't handle it, don't entertain it, you know? I will say, though, um, I, I think that, like, I get that it's a thing and I, but I'm, I'm like, comedians have been ran up on all the time. Like it it isn't something new. Like people that happen to DC young fly, it happened to a lot of comedians that, that get ran up on. So I don't think uh, all of a sudden people are going to be like, you know what? Will did it. People get mad at comedy shows all the time. So I don't think that people who wanted to do that is going to do it anyway, whether Will did it or not. So I don't feel like it's, people need to all of a sudden be concerned if they weren't concerned before because it has happened plenty of times to many comedians people ran up on stage people jumped out their seats at them because they didn't like what they were saying and sometimes it wasn't even about the person so i get i don't get why people are all of a sudden afraid that that is going to start to happen because it's been happening and i think put on a huge stage like i didn't how many people didn't even watch the oscar but saw that slot I saw memes. I saw the video. I saw the remix of uh, <laughs> the Bel Air <laughs> remix on, you know, it's more so, I think one of you alluded to this, it's about the exposure and how it was handled because it's not just that he did it. It's the lack of consequences. I mean, yes, we're talking about it and it kind of stained it. But other than that, he still was Will Smith. He got an Oscar. They handled it. Chris had to get smacked in public, but they handle it behind closed doors and now they have peace. It's like, okay. But listen, I'm going to be like one of those comedians I saw in the shade room. Go ahead and try the Will Smith on me. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yep, you're right. And, and, and like I said, well, as like we've all said, everything has a consequence. You run up on somebody on the stage. Like, I think it was, was it DC? I'm like, somebody hit somebody with a stool. You know how this comedians be having the stools up there? Somebody hit somebody with a stool because they ran up on the stage. So, hey, if people are ready to be stage warriors you might get something you might not get chris rock who is gracious you might get somebody who's gonna throw a fist throw a hit you with the microphone hit you with the stool 
who knows what. So I feel like enter at your own risk or approach at your own risk because you never know. And, and, and like we've also said, we ain't Will Smith. You will go to jail. Someone will be pressing charges. Chris didn't, but other people will. So people want to be get crazy if they want to. Um, so we've all kind of expressed agnosium, how we feel. I'm sure you talked about it in your group chat, at your workplace, with your spouse, your boo, your friend. I think the ending, I'll say my final thoughts. If anybody else has any final thoughts, I just say unwanted, unwarranted, but act up. You can get smacked up. If someone don't like what you do, not that it's justified, but you, every action has a reaction. Sometimes it might be favorable. Sometimes it won't. And you just never know. So I try to treat people with kindness and love. And hopefully that is returned because I don't want to be smacked up. But hey, if it goes that route, sometimes, you know, you got to be ready for whatever. Any final thoughts for you too? Yeah, mine's is simple. You might hit somebody with your hand or your open palm and another person might have a gun. Just keep mm -hmm. your hands to yourself. Everybody don't play the same. Mm -hmm. right. You open the door to violence. You don't know what you're going to get. I know that's right. Uh, I guess I'll just leave them with Proverbs 19, 11. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Yeah, and that's my portion for today. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible speaks for itself. Evie, what are you expounding on? I am expounding on something uh, not too crazy, but a little, I guess I'll say different um, than what we've heard in the past. But think about this. We all know what, I, I'm going to say we all know. I would hope we live in a world where we all know what lynching is. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but Joe Biden, President Joe Biden signs an anti-lynching bill, a first in history. From what I understand, there have been almost 12 decades or so, over a hundred or so years of people attempting to sign this legislation, but for whatever reason, it has had failed attempts time and time again. Now, part of me is not shocked because, hey, we're in America. The other part of me is like, this is crazy that in 2022 is finally when we get a lynching hate bill as a federal crime. The law follows more than 100 years and 200 failed attempts by U.S. lawmakers to pass anti-lynching legislation. The Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act is named for the Black teenager who was brutally murdered in Mississippi in 1955, which helped spark a civil, the civil rights movement. Perpetrators of lynching, death or injury can result from resulting from a hate crime will face up to 30 years in jail. Now, for me, I don't like it because I know people in my own family who are doing more than 30 years in prison for drugs. Just drugs, a lot of cash, tax invasion charges, stuff like that. Not saying selling drugs is right. Not saying evading taxes is right. Well, it probably is because you got billionaires who do it and nothing happened to them. But I will say it's crazy that someone can lynch someone or kill someone and they get less time than these, I guess you can say, other offenders. Um, it's just wild that we live in a world where, whether it be Republicans and or 
Democrats and or independent people can't come to common agreements on something such as a lynching bill like this. Now, I will say this because y'all know me. I like putting people out. You all know. the Well, you don't know. You, you know now. The bill was passed unanimously, unanimously in the Senate earlier this month. But you already know. Got some people in the House who don't know how to act. And this is why voting for your local leaders are or is important. Three, not one, not two, but three lovely Republicans voted no. One, Thomas Massey of Kentucky. He just sound like, like Thomas Massey. He sound like he's a racist. Um, Chip Roy of Texas. Can't trust people who named Chip. And Andrew Clyde of Georgia. They argued that it was already a hate crime to lynch people in the U.S. But if you go through federal laws, it is not a hate crime. But lynching is murder by a mob with no due process or rule of law across the U.S. Thousands of people, mainly African-Americans, were lynched by white mobs, often by hanging or torture in the 19th and 20th centuries. So shout out to those lovely three individuals of the House who got a lovely, lovely I guess, disdain um, for people, for any people, right? Because I'm pretty sure there's some white people who got lynched. I'm pretty sure there's some people of Hispanic descent, of Asian descent, of African descent who, who've been lynched before. But the fact that this wasn't a bill and it had 200 failed attempts just shows me that we still live in a world where there is a lot of work to do. But just don't trust those people. Vote in your local elections. Know who you're voting for. Know what you're voting for. And just just do it. Do you do diligence, people? In Kentucky, Texas, Georgia, you have just become three more states that is not on my list to ever live in. What are y'all recommending for the people? Maybe you you echoed my sentiments. Those are three places I have never wanted to live for such reasons as those. I am recommending a show that I watched this week on Netflix called Is It Cake? It was cute. Hey, that watch- thing is so lit. I love okay. that show. <laughs> yes, sorry, I I'm watched it. Oh, no, I enjoyed the excitement. I was like, wait, what happened? But yes, it was so cute. It was so much fun. I love the creativity. The premise is obviously um, these cake or cake designers um, have to make cakes that look like other objects or items. It could be from a whole host of things. And then they have to be compared to the actual real items and to and people have to judge if it is the actual cake or if it's the real item. Very cute, very fun on Netflix. Catch it if you haven't. It's, it's exciting. It's creative. It's cute. It's fun. It's all the things. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. And it seemed like he did as well. You know, I'm very excited. I'm going to watch that during dinner because Doug suggested that the other day. He said it looked really good. And Evie's reaction and Sharika, Sharika has never led me wrong with a suggestion. So I'm excited to dive into that. My recommends, you guys, it's also on Netflix. So sorry to you who don't have the passwords, but wait, this one is also on PBS. So if you have PBS, if you have like a Roku TV, you can download the PBS channel or whatever because it comes on there too. It is called Call the Midwife. You guys, this show is an extraordinary production. 
about birth and death and everything that comes in between. This is a show that moves me similar to the way Beyonce moves me. The writing, the story. Well, some of the storylines in the beginning, the first couple of seasons are annoying because they love to do that. Oh, he's a black man, so I can't have the baby in my family. It's like, okay, that's played out. Black people have more stories to tell than that when it comes to birth. But they they made up for it in later seasons. Uh, it is so good. It's moving. It's funny. It's informative. It's heartbreaking. It's beautiful. And as a woman who didn't really grow up thinking, oh, I want to have kids, or sometimes when I thought about it, I was just like, yikes, like, who wants to go through childbirth? That sounds very terrible and traumatizing and painful. Like, it just has empowered me, just learning more about how incredible that life is and how incredible the, the field of medicine is and how far it's come. I didn't do the best job describing it because it's not always sad. It's happy. It's just everything. It is feel good. It's something that you can put on while you're doing chores or just sitting around on a rainy, lazy day. So check out Call the Midwives on Netflix. And I believe it is, it's a show that's produced in the UK. So you get the fun accents as well. Evie, what do you have for us today? All right. I know some of you could, I'm going to say you could care less, but you probably like, I don't got Netflix or I ain't got PBS. I don't even like watching TV. So I'm going to give you another option for those of you who like reading or you enjoy listening to audiobooks, um, with just all the craziness going on in our world. I know a lot of, um, I would say our followers or some of the people we talk to on Instagram, they share some of her quotes from time to time, but it is a book by Dr. Caroline or Carolyn Leaf. And it is called cleaning up your mental mess, cleaning up your mental mess. And it is about you as an individual taking charge of your runaway thoughts, toxic thoughts, depression, anxiety. Our mental mess is frequently aggravated by a chaotic, uh, by a chaotic world and sustained by inability, inability to manage our thought life. But we shouldn't settle into this mental mess as if it's a new normal. So you see what's going on in the world. I'm pretty sure you've heard or you've seen the slap from Will Smith to Chris Rock. And if you heard his speech and you read his apology and you know a little bit background about him and his wife and the stuff that they've been dealing with, I just wonder what does that do to Chris Rock and his wife and to Chris Rock and his kids and his peers and his family? Um, or even for you, you just looking at your life and like, there are some people I would like to slap. Or maybe you've been on the other side of a slap and somebody maybe probably hit you across your head and you probably feeling like, dang, Chris, I know how you feel. I got slapped and I ain't do nothing either. I feel you, bro. We're in the same boat, but not everybody saw mine like they saw yours. I was at the house by myself. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, definitely not trying to make light of what I would consider domestic abuse um, or physical assault or violence. I would say find ways to improve or better your mental health great book if you're not a reader if you kind of like me you just like listening it is a great thing to listen to i listened to it i took some notes and if you out there right now you like i don't got time for that i can send you some of my notes but it might cost you a fee because nothing ain't free in this world not for me at least but all that to say if life tries to knock you down slap back now i'm just saying don't slap back if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.